about the NFL. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you have an agent at that point? That's what started calling. Oh. So after that game, everything changed. Was, everything changed. So that's when the NFL came to your Quick. mind. Yeah. And did you st- did you want to go to the NFL? I didn't know nothing about it, really. You were not a fan of it? Right. Oh, okay. I didn't even, you know, think about it, but what happened was the agents, people started calling. The agent called me and they were like, and I, and I started, you know, talking to my mom, my godfather, pastor at our church about, you know, taking that next step. And so the, my pastor told me, like, what you go to school for? Like, what, what, are you, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you in school for? Like, what do you go to school? You go to school, get a degree, get a job to make money. I was like, you know what, you're right. So then he also said, but you can go to school, go to NFL, get money, and always come back and get your degree. Mm. So I like, you, you making sense. So I went through the rest of my year, rest of my school year, had a great year, uh, and then it was a decision to make. Coach Holtz leaving, T. Spurrier coming in, you know, he gonna throw, he gonna throw it. Gonna throw it. But I thought about, you know, you know what? I think I'm gonna go ahead and just take that step and leave. I sat down with Coach Spurrier, we had a conversation. Yeah, he told me straight up, he said, do you wanna be a first round pick or do you wanna be the first overall pick? Mm. So I was like, well, you know what? Uh, that's what he said to you? Yes. We had the, that's the conversation we had. So I was like, well, I, and I left, and I didn't, I didn't come back. So what was the deciding factor for you? Just being able to, just the, for one, the opportunity. Okay. And when I was coming out, like, my grade wasn't a first-round grade. Uh, but I said, if I come out, I'm going to work my behind. I'm like, I told you, when I see something, okay. I'm going to go get it. <laughs> you ain't got it. I went and got it. So the thing was, I was like, I want to be one of the top receivers taken off the board. I want to be one of the top receivers drafted. So I went down to Miami, got focused for three months, went to the the, uh, combine and tore it up. Did your thing. Did my thing, yeah. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. That's amazing. And that was, that is when you decided, when you started getting the phone calls, when you decided, I'm going to play in the NFL. I'm playing in the NFL. That is crazy. It took me that long to, to realize it. But it's crazy because I'm sure as kids who are thinking about it now, mm-hmm. middle school, right, and that's what they want their job to be. And mm-hmm. here you are. Now I tell you, my 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 path is a path of blessings, man. Like yeah. if they've been laid, like it was laid out. God had this plan for me, like no no doubt. That is amazing, it's, man. We, we had this for me because it, there's no way you can take a kid from Petticoat Junction. Mm-hmm. Listen now, let me run this down for you. Okay. Grew up in poverty, eleven brothers and sisters. Burn twice. People don't know, like, I mean, like, <laughs> burn twice. Uh-huh. Uh, had to overcome so much adversity. Lose a brother at early age. Mm, that's true. Uh, so a lot of people don't realize, make it through that. Anything could have went wrong in that time. Anything. To, to deter me from getting to this point. Mm. And people don't realize, like, people should embrace what they go through. Like, they should embrace that. reason why I say that, because to... Embrace what you're going through. It's it's a reason for you going through that. Mm. And I know my reason for going through what I've been through is to be able to reach out and touch and help other people. Other people. That's going to go through some of the same stuff that I've been through. That's cool. And that's one of the reasons we're doing this. Right. And starting this, man. Because yeah. I think that's so important, man. It's so clutch. Because there's a lot of people, especially in youth sports, that they haven't done half of what you've done. Right. But they are passionate. And they do care. They do care. And yeah. I think the combination of those people who care with your, with your story... Man, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. So you kill the combine. Kill the combine. All right. 
Do you know where you're going? Do you have an idea where you're going? I don't, but I knew once I ran what I ran and worked out a well where I was going to be a top 15 pick. I knew that. You, you knew sure. that off yeah. top. Mm -hmm. uh, Depending was, on what the teams needed and how they needed. So, how how excited was <clears throat> how exciting was that time period? That knowing that you were about to be drafted because I mean the work had been done. Work had been done. The high school's over. College was, college was over. You know, it's been done. Now yeah. you're just kind of waiting. Was that exciting or was it uh, almost overwhelming? A little bit of both. Okay. Exciting, yes, uh, because to be able to experience some of the stuff that I got to experience with my family. Got invited to the draft, decided to stay home. That's cool. And, and, and be with my, my people. Did you have media with you? Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they came down there and recorded you. I'm sure they did, but I, I didn't like... They did because I see the pictures and stuff in the paper. My bad. Okay, okay. You, you can see the picture of me like when I first time I got drafted. But that was on your mind. Not at all. Like Just, it's crazy that because I didn't keep like it wasn't there was nothing to me. Like the media was. Just. You just want to be with your family. That's it. That's cool. That's it. And my that's people cool. are close with me. Yeah. And that's who everybody's around around that time. Right. All together. Yeah. Uh. So you get drafted. Nope. Go back a little bit more. All right. So what happened with drafted? Right. Yeah. This is a good story. Okay. Uh, I get a phone call. It's first pick. I think the first pick was Alex Smith. Uh, second pick was who? Was, I think it was the Ronnie Brown or Cadillac Williams, like some of those guys that was coming out. Uh, and I think Braylon Edwards. So it's coming around like five or six. Uh, I think Entrell Roll and somebody else. So five, seven coming up. And we know Minnesota had just lost, left, lost Randy Moss. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was out of me and Mike Williams, the dude from USC, Southern Cal at the time, the big Mike Williams. So I got a call about the end of the sixth pick, the Minnesota area code. They called me, so I stepped out of the room. And he like, you know, we're going to draft you here. Like, you know, you our guy. So I sucked it up. I, I put the phone down, sat down. Like, I ain't going to believe this until I see it on the TV. <laughs> pip, pip, uh, pick Five, six, seven pick come up. The commissioner comes up and says, you know, with the seventh pick of the 2005 draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Troy Williams. It just whirlwind, bro. Tears started flowing. Because I'm going to tell you what happens, right? In that moment, like you automatically go back. Go back to the Blue House. Go back to, you know, you losing a brother. You, you know, being burned twice. And you realize the hand that you was dealt was the right hand, bro. Mm. No matter how bad it looked when it first started, yeah. it was the right hand. Mm. It was the right hand. At that moment. At that, that moment. Hand. You realize, you, you go right back, bro. And all of it hit me at one time. And you can see in the video and in the pictures that, dang, like, yeah, yeah, I cry ugly. Oh, that <laughs> ugly cry came out just because of all the stuff that, I, you know, that I've been through. Yeah. That, and, that, and that was that. That's beautiful, man. That was good, bro. Happy whole family there. Mm-hmm. And uh, how long were you able to take that moment in? <laughs> Not long. You know, long. Well, well, I stayed for a good bit of the draft because we had another uh, one. One of my friends that was getting drafted also at the time. Oh, okay. Same high school, went to Carolina together. Okay. And all that. So it was. I stayed around and waited for him to uh, to get drafted. And at that moment, I guess, I mean, I'm, you're just getting drafted to the NFL. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're not thinking about anything past the NFL. Yeah. But are you committed to the game at that point? Are you like, <laughs> you know what? I, I, if I go back and look at it, I knew 
I knew it was going to be a lot because of where I got drafted. Oh, yeah. And who I was coming and in to replace. Yeah. So at that moment, uh, if you know, if anybody know what like a sundial is, it a, is it a what's the thing with the sand in it? I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. I'm not sure. Whatever that is, y'all. <laughs> so my time, the time was ticking. It was it was eating at me. It was a uh, uh, like a cancer that just started mm. at that moment. At that moment. That moment. So it was. Oh, I'm drafted. Then immediately after that is oh, bam. Nobody thinks about that. Nobody. And did that kind of hurt you? Like, was it hurting? Not hurting. It's almost, I got to the point to where I wanted to rise to the occasion, but I just couldn't get there. You, you're talking about before you actually stepped out there? Before I stepped out there. Did you want to, did anything ever creep in your mind where you like, man, I don't even want to do this? I didn't, nothing, never, nothing, that point, like I said, I was willing, to, almost there to rise to the occasion, but I just couldn't get to the point where, you know, I want to do this. And what, what, what do you think caused that? Oh, uh, what, why? Overwhelming. Just everything happening. So, like I told you, everything happened quick. True. Okay. Like I can go back to just playing my junior year in high school. Now I'm being Natural. a top ten pick. That's crazy. So, like to to even think of that moment, I knew it. Like look, like looking back, I was like, that's when the cancer hit. Like that's when the, the cancer of mm -hmm. me not liking football hit. That's when it started. That's when it started. That's similar to what uh, Johnny Football was saying. Yeah. On his, yeah, right there. Mm -hmm. So, it did it become a job? It became a job. You didn't it became like a job that. quick. Oh, and you didn't like that? Not really. Not liking it. Uh, the point was like my first year. Like it was a learning experience. I came in with some some good guys. A Carolina alumni, Marcus Robinson, uh, Travis Taylor, Nate Burleson. Um, I came in with some good guys, uh, but you know. I don't think it was the right guys for me. Okay. Uh, how, I, how old are you? At I'm 40. No, I mean, uh, you drafted 21? 22. 22. Mm -hmm. So you still a pup. Yeah, yeah. A kid out there. So yeah. I don't think it was the right draft. I don't think it was the right group of guys for me. And okay. the reason why I say that because I think I needed somebody to help me, like to mold me, to coach me. I, I wasn't ready. Like, I, I can tell you that right now. I wasn't ready for that. And when you say ready, you're not talking about just on the field. You mean just the whole thing, the experience. The whole experience. I wasn't uh, ready for it. Mentally, not there. So move, you moving to Minnesota? Not ready. None of that. None okay. of that. But you, you drafted now. It's too late. What you going to do? Yeah. Tell me you don't want it? And you didn't feel that until you were drafted. Until I was drafted. Oh, like, it's crazy, tough. right? Yeah, that's tough. Something you, work, something you work for. Yeah. And it's not what you expect. Mm. What do you what do you do? Like it's it's a question, it's a rhetorical question, but yeah. what do you do? How do you even express yourself? Right. So my thing was it, it got it got heavy. The league was heavy on me. Like it messed with my mental, it messed with my physical, it messed with everything. Were you depressed? No doubt. Oh wow. No doubt. Your first year? Or going into my second year for sure. It it became worse. It became worse. No doubt. Like sickening mm. depression. Like laying in the bed, like Drinking myself into a coma depression. Is that because of expectations? Expectations. I mean, you coming in after arguably one of the best, best guys in the game. And right. they had these expectations that are like probably, uh, they're probably in it. Crazy. It is, yeah. And they put those expectations on the kid. A kid, right. And see, people don't realize that. And, and I can say this again. What, what did I expect, though? Like, what, 
I put myself in that position, so I had to make do it with, with my hand. Like I said, you get dealt the hand, and it's how you play it. Yeah. So with me getting to that situation, like you talk about, and people, I hear people talk about uh, the mental illness, and that that really hit it for me. Like everything, like not even just the expectations put me in a depression. It's just everything hit me at once. Mm. Everything, like I never dealt with the death of my brother. I never dealt with the being burned at seven. Like never seen a therapist in my life. Never worked on my mental game. So all that stuff just hits me at once. And no, I don't tell this story for people to feel sorry for me. It, it, that, that ain't it. Mm-hmm. My thing is like, get the work or get the work where you're going through a situation instead of waiting for, t- for the situation to consume you. And then you realize, you know what, I might need, might need some help. Mm. I mean, but to be 22 or 23, yeah. I mean, it's, you probably wouldn't even recognize that you need help. And I did. I'm going to tell you when I realized that, when yeah. I stopped playing and I came really? home. But that's jumping the gun. That's cool. Okay, I got That's you. jumping the gun. So, uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fans. The fans. How, were the, how did they treat you? They were straight. I mean, the fans was good. Like, it, uh, <laughs> the fans were straight. Like, I can, I can deal with the fans because uh, most, most of them, they've been with the team for a long time, so they expect certain things I can, uh, I can deal with that so moving around town that yeah was it was cool. straight like everything was cool but did minnesota ever become a second home for you it did so oh, okay. and during the season was it was a was a home like minnesota's nice like it's, okay don't get me wrong in the, in the, around this time it's real nice but it gets cold okay but the people in the environment while you were there was good and for, for a certain time yeah so okay but the only issue at this time was the the game the job. The job. The job and mm-hmm. the expectations. Right. And who play, Who do you think placed those expectations on you? Because it, it wasn't the fans. I'm the sure media. it was the media. No doubt. Mm. Because it goes back, bro. Like, and I was always the type I could take, I could take what was dealt. But a lot of stuff, a lot of that stuff I couldn't take. And and I hit it. I hit it, I hit it real well, as I as I do. But the thing for me, man, it that thing tore me down. Like it it, it really the NFL really tore me down, like, no and, doubt. And it's based off the things you would see. Would see or would do. Like, like for, for me, my vice back then was to drink and mm-hmm. to party and to not focus on football. So in the offseason, it wasn't no extra work. Like, forget football. Uh-huh. Like, it wasn't going to be no, I'm not going out there to run no routes. For the, I've, been doing this, I've been doing it the way I've been doing it for this long. So why go do something extra? Mm. Wrong mindset. Wrong mindset. That's why I said I, I needed somebody to, to coach me, like to guide me. Because when somebody that young comes in, you give them, throw them that much money, of course they're going to make stupid decisions and do stupid stuff and, and not take a job for a job. Yeah. So, and and let's, let's talk about this because I know everybody want to hear about where I was at mentally, especially during the game. That's right. You know, because like during the game, Half the time I wasn't even there. Meaning that you were Especially later on in my in my career. Wasn't even focus on it. Not at all. Just don't throw me the ball. Oh, that's how you felt. Yes. What about in practice? Don't throw me the ball. Really? Don't throw me the ball. You don't want to be there. Don't want to be there. But when people got expectations of you, you'll put yourself through some BS. Did any vets uh notice that? They did. I mean, I, I talked to a few vets. I mean, I'm going to tell you when it got bad. I mean, my, I dropped the pass, which we could have won the game, San Francisco game. We in mm. San Fran. 
and I dropped the pass, and it's a picture that you see that, that I posted a video yep. last week. Dropped the pass and was like, and you see it all on my face. Yeah. I went back to the locker room, but I cried. Mm. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that I let the team down because I let myself down for one. And after then, it, it just got bad. Like the drinking got bad, the the hanging out got bad, the making bad decisions got. It just, it just got hard. Is this during the season? Just during the season. Oh wow! During the season. Before that pass, it was headed that way. That your mindset in that game before during that pass, while that ball was in the air, mm-hmm. are you kind of thinking like, man, I'm not gonna catch that? Not even that. Because it happens quick, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, for the run of slant, it happens so fast, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing was, it was, it was off of uh, just my emotions, bro. Mm. And they told me, like, I knew I was getting the ball. I knew I was getting it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I knew I was getting it and that pressure is still there, just beating on me, just beating on me, just beating on me. Man, that's tough. Bro, it's t- and I see it every year. I see it every, every year. Now with you know different players, I'm like you know I know why they got it pan out. You can identify. I can identify. And you know, as soon as that happens, people bash these kids. Tell me about it. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. And so, what you think they had mentally? Like I know it. Like I know it. Like I can read it. Like I see that. So when you see an NFL player getting verbally bashed on mm-hmm. Twitter or something, do you feel like, man, I just feel just feel sorry for him or? I do. I mean, because my my heart because he probably don't know what he's going through. And a lot, you got to understand, like, a lot of stuff I didn't identify until I got finished playing. Like, I didn't realize that I was going through depression at the time or I had real bad anxiety. Like, people don't, people don't know. People don't know what you go through or what the NFL did to me. Like, people don't know. Nah, they... Because people don't realize, like, I take depression medicine every day. Mm. Anxiety medicine every day, bro. Like, from playing in the NFL. Every day. Every single day. We've never known that. Never people, that. People, don't, people won't know. You know why? Because... Or people, you know, they just just think that I'm just going out there and just BSing. But they don't know, like, this, this kid really was going through something at the time. Going through something. No, 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 no issues with saying what they want to say, but they don't know. Like, my, I, I, don't, I don't tell my story for them to be like, oh, man, my bad. No. My story is to be told to help the next person. Now, hopefully, this, the next athlete that's coming up, they got to deal with uh, mental illness or depression, anxiety, because that... That stuff is real, bro. So how do you feel about media? Now? Now. I mean, it, it's a two-edged sword, I think. I mean, you can use it. Like, if I'm promoting myself, that's fine. Uh, well, media who uh, covers sports. Like, for, uh, do you think media should critique players? They should. Okay. Within respect, yes. Do you feel like you were disrespected? No doubt. Okay. They crossed the line with you? No doubt. And you still see them cross the line to this day? Every day. Ah. You know why? Because people want clicks. People want likes. They want views. That's what they want. So they're not they want really, the attention. They're not covering the game to you. They're intentionally being disrespectful to get the, the attention that they want. Mm. No doubt. There's some guys that critique it. Some some guys well in respect. They got the right to do it. Like I, I take critique from a from a former player before I take one from somebody who ain't never stepped on a football field. Yeah. I, yeah. I take that. Yeah. Okay. Within respect, right? Within respect. Right. But if that person who never played is breaking it down and giving an opinion that's mm-hmm. football related. You're okay with that. Right. Let's do that. But just don't disrespect do that. If we're going to disrespect, sit me down in front of you and disrespect me. <laughs> Which they probably won't do. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. About yeah. Most of the guys, they hide behind these cameras and, and, these, and, these, and these keys. Yeah. And we call them, what, what we call them? Uh, what, Twitter fingers. Twitter fingers. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, that's what they do. I think media holds uh, 
man, it's so important because these are kids. It you is know? right, and, and I, you can you can hurt somebody's career as well as, as well as help them. Yeah, that's why I say it's a double edged sword. It is, man. So I, I I learned a lot from just hearing that story because I want to be careful in what I say. Yeah. Well, and sometimes I don't even post. I don't say anything. Right. I'll just post it and let it go. Let it, let you it go know, because. Self, yeah. Man, these kids put so much into the, what they're doing, and I, hearing you talk about it now, I realize like, man, I felt like probably felt like the whole world was on your shoulders. Bro, it's crazy, bro, and and like I get overwhelmed now just even thinking about going back to that that position because it's crazy, bro. I didn't want to go to practice. I didn't want to go to no games, bro. It was it was tough because it was that much pressure and that much, uh, and when and it, it just it was just a lot for for a kid my age, and I hit it. Like I hit it for my wife. Like my wife ain't no, bruh. And 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 my wife found about this in therapy. That's when she found out about it. Majority of it. Like uh. this, what I'm about to tell you, she found me about. She found out about this. I'm in Jacksonville, right? Mm -hmm. Just had uh, a horrible game, right? And and my brothers up there, and we've been we have been like bumping. I'm, I'm just gonna drink. So I drank, go in the room, pop a bunch of pills. Mm. A bunch of them. Bunch of them. Trying to do something. Trying to take myself uh, from here. Went to sleep. Woke back up. I'm like, damn. Mm. I guess I go to practice. I go to watch film that Monday. That Monday morning. Oh, so you got up and went to went, went, went back to, to it. Yep. Had no idea. That's what's that's what's causing this. That, that that's what was causing. And that. it was no uh, option of leaving it. Just walking away. Well, you, you well, gotta, I mean, in your mind. In my mind. In my mind. In my mind. Yeah. In my mind, because you feel like you owe them, you owe them something. Yeah, I get that. You feel like you owe them, but I remember, I remember when I got on my last game, horrible game, by the way. Uh, I called my wife. I was like, uh, "I think I'm done." You mm -hmm. got to realize how much of a weight lifted on me when I said that to her. Really? And she was like, "You good? Just, just come on, come, come on to on. the house." Mm. And you, that, that was it. That was it. That was all, bro. So the NFL was the worst period, no doubt. Wow. Because it, I still deal with a lot of stuff from that time now, bro. Like the anxiety, like depression, and stuff like that, bro. Like, but it took me a minute. Like I went through a time after I got finished playing, bro. While I was so depressed, bro, I couldn't get out of bed. I lost so much weight. And the good thing about this was that no reason why nobody really seen me because it was during like uh, I'm trying to think, maybe four years ago, maybe. Four years ago, maybe about four years ago. Mm. So I got I've been taking my I've been I've been on my depression and anxiety medicine for maybe about three years. Wow! But at the time it, it hit me, like it just hit me out of nowhere. It just it just it's just something that you know playing it just it just it was it, 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 if you're not ready mentally for it and that's what we say like the the NFL is or be able to play a professional sport is ninety percent mental ten percent physical. Cause your brain really, you really have to be there. Man, that was deep. Sad too. Sad, you know? bro. Yeah. Cause I look at it, bro. I look, I look at it, and it happens every year. These kids be so happy to be drafted, and they be so happy to, you know, finally make it to that point. Then it's not all it's not that. what you thought about. Man. And you can talk to somebody else, and they might have a completely different story than I got. That's right. But my, that that was my. That happened. That that was it, man. You know, and I see all the stuff. I see it to this day. The criticism of you, and uh, we don't talk about it, but mm -hmm. I read it. And I'm like, yeah. man, they just saying whatever. And yeah. I know you, yeah, from 
the gym, yeah, yeah. how we talk, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at like, why are they saying this? Right, you know right, right. Saying? We know what happened. Man. Right. You don't have to. Even the Wikipedia to me is kind of disrespectful. No, that's that's just that. Yeah, and I'm like, and I didn't like that. I, yeah, I felt a certain way about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, man, it's a friend, a good guy. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. But And see, the thing about it, and I and, I, and it's within right to feel how you feel, mm-hmm. but just know how to come across, right? Yeah, you, know, I agree. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that's my main thing. And it's crazy because I just went back to Minnesota for the first time since I left there. I remember you went back. And I went to do work with my boy Brian McKinney on some with some foundation. And the welcoming was it was it was tough. Meaning just to come back. Just to oh, go back. It was tough to oh. Just to go back. Was that a trigger? It's a trigger. No doubt. Wow. No just doubt. to go back to Minnesota is a trigger. Just, no doubt. And you went to the stadium? Nope. Okay, but that would have been another trigger. It would have been a trigger all over. Wow. Uh, is watching the game a trigger? The it's NFL? not. I okay. love watching football. Don't get okay. me wrong, but I still, the trigger for me is more on the, I think the business side of the game. Uh, okay. Okay. So, and I'm going to go, I am not back. That's fine. Your boys play sports. They, they play do. football. How do you feel about that? Oh, you know what? Okay. Well, Let's go back, okay. back, back, because this is what I wanted to talk about previously. Mm-hmm. Because I know we talked, and you said uh, this maybe two years ago, and you said your son was just playing, but you didn't allow him to play previously, right? And I remember talking to Kenny. Kenny didn't play football till mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, young kids playing? And maybe you don't have a personal opinion mm-hmm. about it, but uh, I, I just noticed that about what you did for your kids. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight playing football? I don't think they should play. I mean, that's what you got flag football for. I think at that age, you teach the fundamentals of the game and and let it go from there, like until they get to a certain age. But, I mean, you, y'all the parents, so y'all. Okay. Okay. I just decided to let mine not play until a certain age. And to be clear, my son played at five. Yeah. You know, but I, I will say now that he's in high school and I look back, and I look back at his pictures, I'm like, I don't know if I should have. Should have done that. I think about yeah. it. You know, I'm yeah, not, I mean, it's something to think about. Yeah, though. I think about that a lot. And But I don't really give my opinions on it because I also like to see the kids with their parents. And have, some of them are having fun. Some right. of them don't want to be out there. Right. But some are having fun. Some want to be out there. You know, you just have different levels. But uh, I just noticed that. But as far as your son's playing football now, mm-hmm. and as they get better and better, how will you approach them as uh, far as mental health? How do you warn them about the things you dealt with as far as mental health? You know, how do you prepare them for... So, the thing, my, my thing is I try to... In this house, like, we try to be as open as possible. That's right. Like, so I talk about this stuff with my kids. Like, I, we talk okay. about, like, uh, you know, daddy deal with depression, anxiety, blah, blah, blah. So, we, we deal with it. And I know they got to go to school with people that look me up on the Wikipedia and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. you know, kids going to be kids. True. But I, but I believe, like... Hear me out. Hear me out. Right. Like just hear my story. Hear me where I'm coming from. And then we can we, we can work.